This is the Yob ConvoCast. One-on-one conversations with your other brother's authors, community members, supporters, and friends. What's up, friends, and welcome back to the Yob ConvoCast conversations with beloved humans in the Yob community. The first ConvoCast of 2024. Happy New Year, everybody listening. So excited. My name's Tom. I'm the editor, co-founder of Your Other Brothers. And joining me today, making his second appearance. He's not a virgin anymore. He's lost his podcast virginity. He is the POG making his return. <laughs> What's up, Matthew? Hi. <laughs> you, you, I guess, weren't terrified by the first go. So here you are again for round two. More from the plain old gay, but I hope the conversation is not uh, just plain. I hope it's somewhat interesting. Happy New Year. Yes, Happy New Year. Matthew, I love, because you say this word a lot, I love how you say the word interesting. You emphasize every syllable, and I love that about you. <laughs> oh, that's interesting that you appreciate <laughs> Instead that. Instead of the way I would say it, or I think I think most people say it interesting. I think they combine the T and the R and make it interesting, but you pronounce every syllable, and I love that. Very distinct. You know, I know where it comes from. One of my college professors taught us. Um, I went to school, you know, to be in ministry. And then I got into ministry and then realized that I was gay and didn't have to get out. But at the time, I felt like, you know, I had to figure things out. Right. Mm-hmm. But he used to always tell us um, if you if somebody's talking to you and you just really don't know what to say, just say one of two things, say, I heard that. And I've used that with a lot of straight guys through the years, like when they talk about sports ball. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, I heard that, you know. Uh, and then uh, when somebody talks about something you really don't want to say, that's interesting. There you go. <laughs> that's like, that's actually a good strategy. I've used some combination of that too, saying that's, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. If you don't have a, if you don't know whether to portray a positive or a negative reaction to it, like it's, it's a very neutral one that can go either, however someone wants to take it, I guess it could go either way. Tell me more about that. Tell me what? How does that make you feel? How does oh. that? I mean, those are more. Those are more. <laughs> I thought you were asking me to tell you more. No, I have nothing else to say. I have nothing else to add. Um, well, yeah. So you so you participated for those that I can't imagine anyone that's been living under a rock for the last year or six months um, that they don't know what we're referencing. The plain old gay, the POG, like you were on our, our oh, sexuality yeah. series. We talked about all the variations, all the flavors I like flavors of sexuality in our in our community. And so you got to share some of your story. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just so glad you're you're back. When I was thinking about what I wanted to talk with you about, uh, I was replaying that that podcast in my mind. I was like, what were some things that he said that were interesting? And I remembered you talking about working out of school because you were comparing your your journey as a yes. as a as someone a little further along on this road not so far along but a little further along comparing your journey with sexuality to to these gen zers at your school where you work and just how different that is as far as like a proclivity to to showcase your sexuality at such an early age um and so i was thinking a lot about that and i was just thinking just to, to start this conversation about because I know you're Mr. Fashion. You are very fashionable. You dress very well. Uh, I know that's important to you. And I want your thoughts on the way Gen Z 
dresses. Like I want to, I want to just get right to it and like spill the tea. You're drinking literal tea right now. So I want you to spill the metaphorical tea because I have a Gen Z story that just happened today. It was providential. It was very providential that this happened today, but I want to get your take first on just like, yeah, snapshot. What, when you see a Gen Z, a typical Gen Z or the way they're dressed, what, what, what do you see? What do you feel? What do you think? Et cetera, et cetera. Uh, did you ever play a game called gay or European? <laughs> when, no. when in America, in America, when you're trying to, when you see uh, a well-dressed, well-groomed uh -huh. guy, He's really well-dressed and really well-groomed. You're like, okay, is he gay or is he European? Okay. He's not just an American straight dude. Right. Uh, we, we know that much. And, that, and so that was just a fun game we played, you know, year, years ago. And of course, it's not always true, but it's just a funny thing to, to uh, when you're trying to figure out, when you're trying to peg somebody and, and categorize somebody that you don't know. Anyway, but now I feel like Gen Z has totally ruined that game. You can't play that game anymore. You have no idea with Gen Z. You don't know what they're doing because they're all, they're, un, they're unidentifiable <laughs> because there's such a mixture. And uh, we could get into a lot of that. There's to the point where you're in, sometimes our sexualities are on our preferences are so blended. There's so many different categories that uh, now the identities that people take on that you can't just make assumptions about how they identify. And then also with their clothes. Yeah. They could just be, I don't know. I don't understand that the nineties have come the eighties and nineties had a baby. Yes. And it's gypsy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So here's my story. Cause I was at a coffee shop today where I love to, to work and plan and, and, and Zen out for a little bit. And so I'm sitting there with my laptop and I'm sitting across from two, they must've been 17, 18 year old guys, good looking guys. They kind of had shaggy hair, some pierced earrings. They're sitting kind of close together. They weren't touching or anything. Sitting close together on the couch. There was like a couch across from my chair that I was sitting in. And so my my eyes are darting. I'm like, are they, are they, are they gay? Are they not? Um, but I'm more than more than their body language with each other is their dress because they're both wearing, I swear, pants that looked two sizes too big. Um, they one was like plaid pants, the other one was striped pants. I'll be, I'm sorry, they looked like clown pants, each each of them. Like I, they're very big, baggy, striped and checkered. And um, and then as they got up to leave, one of them with like, again, shaggy hair, big bangs over the ears, everything. He puts on like a felt witch's hat, like a pointy felt hat, like unironically, like it's not like he he's going to a costume party or something, I don't think. Like he's wearing this witch's hat with with his clown pants and i'm just i'm just staring there looking at i'm like and this is just the, everything is completely normal there's nothing like we're not at a this isn't halloween this isn't like dress up like this is because i see this all the time like this uh demographic of like 20 you know 13 to 20 year olds today in america like they're dressing it does look like a severe this is how i interpret it i don't know if you want if you agree with this it feels like a severe overcorrection of millennials obsession with skinny jeans it feels like they are saying nope we don't want to do that yes. and we're gonna go completely opposite to a time that they didn't know like they didn't know the 90s and they didn't know the baggy clothes because their shirts were also very loose and 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 baggy as well so um so that's what it feels like to me and and to that end i give them some credit because i never fully bought in with the skinny jean craze like i was like 
I was like maybe on stage two or three maybe of skinny skinny yeah, gene yeah. mania like out of five or six stages maybe so i was like i was getting there but i never could quite go all the way to like suck the life out of my out of my calves which i have big calves so that was that was just a struggle for me personally that's one thing that held you back yeah I'm it sure. held me back whereas right. i'm like i'm super always been super thin and so i loved to, to see clothes get trimmer and fitter mm. in the past 10 years and something things finally fit me and i was excited about it and now i have really been grieving and mourning watching the legs of pants at store just get bigger and bigger again now I, i'm at this place in my life i'm a middle-aged man and i don't know where to buy clothes because i, I can't go to the teeny you know you can't go to the teeny bopper stores you, you, i don't want to go to kohl's or hamrick's people don't probably don't know what hamrick's is but but i was going to say about your story though listeners should know you know that tom lives in Asheville. Uh, North Carolina. Right. So this this while while Gen Z is over the top, Asheville is also other level. Like yeah, every, everybody everybody who all the weird people who can't afford to live on the West Coast anymore have moved to Asheville, <laughs> and so it's just uh, another Tuesday in Asheville. You never know what you're going to see uh, over there. The felt hat. Yeah. So <laughs> so maybe on your side of North Carolina, maybe maybe slightly slightly different demographic. But I don't know. I think in general, I see. I think the general. The general vibe is bigger clothing. Also, like they were wearing like New Balances, and I was thinking like when I was a kid, that was like nerdy yeah, shoes. Sure. That's like what dads dads wore New Balance with that big N symbol. Champion, like, Reebok. Champion, Reebok. <laughs> it's, like, it's all the stuff you thought was you thought we had buried it. Millennials had buried it. You know, next thing you know, uh, everybody's going to start going to Applebee's again. You know, what are, what are we doing? Everything it's we like thought we had successfully everything, killed. Everything that was lame isn't lame anymore. And we have to just deal with that, I guess. I Let me tell you about the kids at my school. So you have pearl necklaces all over straight guys. Yes, pearl necklaces. And you have, mm -hmm. and you have pink uh, Hello Kitty backpacks or uh, several uh, other guys. I know guys on the wrestling wrestling team. So that, that was pretty Southern. Who carry around these unicorn pink unicorn backpacks and they're being funny right right they're just being funny but but they wear it confidently uh and and think by nothing of it and then uh saw to the point where i saw two guys uh holding hands uh walking out of the school uh, this uh like a, about a month ago before winter break and i i swear they're not a couple they yeah. just they're just holding hands so that's what I was thinking with these two guys. Bring, bring, bring it on back, Gen Z. Yeah, like I didn't see I didn't see any physical touch with these two friends, but they looked just very comfortable with each other, sitting pretty close together and working on something, and then they left together. And so I don't know. I'm just intrigued. And I the point of this conversation, like just from a gay perspective and from a male perspective, because we're only focusing on the male. I have no I have nothing to say about the female Gen Z fashion trends. We'll have to bring Aaron in or somebody else with an eye for that because I, I have no idea what the what the ladies are wearing in Gen Z these days. She's paying attention, yeah. <laughs> but not to call she out knows. Aaron, but I'm sure there's other women out there listening who can maybe help with that conversation. But um, but yeah, you know, I just it, it was just it's starting to be like the last couple of years I've been noticing it more pronounced, like you know, because we your other brothers was largely started by a millennial group of friends, you know, with a couple boomers thrown in there, and um, you know, we've got some Gen Xers sprinkled in now in our community, but. But at some point, Gen Z, you know, now that they're becoming of age and being over 18, like the, that's like, I'm hoping we start to get their perspective, honestly, in our community and get their get their feedback. Because I would love nothing more if there's any Gen Z person listening right now. And if you're over 18, I would love nothing more than to have you on a podcast production at some point. 
and just like look you in the eyes and be like, so what's the deal? Like, tell me about the new balances that you're sporting right now. What is that? Like, tell me why. And and I and that's like a gateway to a deeper conversation about how, yeah, how they approach sexuality or how they approach other friendships and other things that that I'm just very curious about. Cause yeah, they they are they are like I've never noticed a, a difference in the generations below me until now. Like it's starting to become more and more obvious that, oh yeah, that is not my generation anymore. <laughs> there is distance, there is separation that's happened. I am still amazed. Like we have a young, we, we have some younger guys in our community who are still uh, in a context and a culture that still in 2024 makes it very difficult for them to process their sexuality, to make peace with it and to come out to people in their lives. And, and almost like uh, you think some of the older guys in the community are, you know, kind of like, wow, you, it's, I'm kind of surprised with uh, the way our culture has changed in the past yeah. 15 years how that's that's still a thing but it's amazing how there are pockets of this cult pockets of context and cultures where it's still difficult i know uh, a guy um, who is still uh you know who is i guess maybe the youngest of youngest millennials who's still just fighting such a battle with uh integrating this you know sexuality into his identity ever so gradually just so scared of it and, and no judgment. I mean, heaven knows I'm the last person who's going to judge. I, I, sure. I, it took me so long. It took me so long to, to deal with all this. And I'm still in process. So I I just want to to walk with him and, and love him and pray with him all the way through. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm, but I, but it's amazing to me how uh, some people in our generation, some young people don't even need to come out. They don't even, coming out is not even yeah. a, I feel like millennials had all this, like YouTube was new when the newer YouTube was new and all these coming out videos started happening yeah. and a lot of us watched them and, and we learned so much and about ourselves. And now I feel like that's not even a trend anymore. These young people, they don't need to come out anymore unless they're uncertain. So everybody's different depending on their context. Yeah, potentially different, like different parts of the country, like the South versus the Northeast or something. But yeah, it's... Yeah, it's interesting. So I, I honestly look forward to that. Like that's something that I'm charting. Like I'm I'm logging it officially today. It's like that's that's a perspective I'm looking for at some point in 2024. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my eyes posted for for a Gen Z perspective on all of that. So so that was my little our simultaneous rant on Gen Z fashion and also like a little teaser for a deep dive on. I just wanna I am genuinely curious what's going on in their minds as far as all these all these topics that we've discussed, which uh which you somewhat referenced in your previous combo cast. So thanks for going down that that rabbit trail with me. Um you know Matt, before we signed on today, I put it out to our community that I would love to ask you some questions that they have for you if you'd be willing to ask them because I, I I'm, I'm like titling this segment respect your elders because I consider you my elder as someone a decade beyond in the next decade not a decade but you are living in another decade than I am so I want to respect my elders I just want to learn about yes. you and and it's also because you're new to the podcast and so it'd be great to like learn a little bit about you um and it's funny that we were talking about fashion because the the yobbers jumped on this and they were curious they want to know how many hats you own how many flannels you own and how many shoes you own is there a number can you can you adequately estimate calculate in your mind each of those three things hats flannels and shoes oh man i'm so you know in the enneagram three here and it just 
thrills my soul to have a reputation as you know for being a clothes a clothes gay the, you know yeah. a fashion gay yeah you are not plain old i don't know what you what's got into your mind to think you're a plain old gay but you you clearly stand out so yeah so any any uh estimations of those i'm curious yeah so um i don't know uh probably uh probably 20 20 around 20 ball hats okay. uh you know maybe different kinds you gotta you know you gotta match it somewhere you wear to the gym and some do you wear out for a nice evening and some of them wear to the beach you know you got how many variety. how many witches hats do you have <laughs> yeah felt witches hats is something that i just wrote down a few minutes ago added that to my uh weekend, you're lacking uh, that you gotta list. you gotta catch up okay so tw- about 20 that's respectable yeah and shoes oh man i love shoes and you know one of the one of the most beautiful joys of of coming out and 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 in the past five six years and being more and more open and being very open at work now is I can just uh, to be honest with you I spent years trying to uh, to hide from others how much I loved clothes mm-hmm. because I felt I was kind of ashamed of it right, uh, right. And, and so it's been something that I've fully embraced now. I, if if I were not poor, it would be really scary. The clothes I would own, you know, God God knows what He's doing. Uh, <laughs> I would waste so much money on clothes, but I but shoes I don't know. Gosh, I love them. Every type of shoes you got. There are some shoes that I they're seasonal for me. You know, you wear them in the summer and that's it. Mm. You wear boots uh, at certain times, uh, and you have your your gym, your athleisure. And your, you know, you got to have your boat shoes, and it's just it's a thrill. Boat shoes that you wear on boats. Yeah, you need to wear those in the summer with your oh. chinos. Here's another fashion thing that I've been really into in the past few years is the shorts have been great, haven't they? The shorts we've gotten them into the they've gotten the, shorter. Yes, the pants have gotten baggier, but the shorts have gotten shorter. The six inch inseam, the five inch inseam. It's been such a beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, yeah. Should I get a leg? T- am I too old to get a leg tattoo? Can we put that out to to oh, Discord? Yeah. Let's see. Somebody tell me. Am I am I too old to get a tattoo on my leg? Like on your thigh, or where are you thinking? Yeah. Like a thigh tattoo. That's a good yeah. spot because you can have it covered. I I'm a big fan of tattoos that you can cover if you if the situation warrants it, and you can also expose it if it's you know a, a good little time to show off and and have it exposed too. So I think the upper thigh or lower thigh even that's a great it's a great spot for a tattoo i just don't want it to be like you know you go out on the beach and i think i'm looking so good and somebody's like oh gosh daddy daddy needs to stay in his lane <laughs> and uh no i think you could i think you could pull it off for sure we'll see it depends you know it depends what you we won't go into a, a i don't know if you've given thought about what it would look like or what the design would be uh, or if you care to reveal that at this juncture but it depends that would depend on it too like a big skull well, here's one, one no, thought. Not, not so much yeah <laughs> yeah right okay so there's no skull okay i'm writing down yeah. I'm, I'm taking notes mm-hmm. um no no butterflies it needs to be something that if it's going on your thought that when you're sitting down and standing up like you want to put something that only makes sense if you're standing up do, do you know what i mean yeah Okay. Anyway, but lots of hats and shoes and. Wait, did you give us a number on the shoes? You said twenty hats. I need a number oh, for wow. the shoes. Give us a number. Oh yeah. No judgment. No um, shame at all. I don't. I don't know. Thirty. Thirty shoes. Okay. Thirty pairs of shoes. And then what about the flannels? Any any number on flannels? I'm wearing a flannel right now. Yeah, I love it. Probably thirty. Thirty flannels. Okay. 
That's surprising. I don't know which of those numbers is most surprising to me. 30 flannels. Because I think I own about five or six myself. Which is, a, it's good. I love the flannel look. Especially in the mountains. It's just, it's a good vibe for here in Asheville. I, I've always resonated or with a that. flannel or a hoodie. Yeah. And, you know, you don't have to wash them. When you have so many, you don't have to wash them that often. This is great. And they don't wear it. And you don't wear them as often, so they last longer. You know, I have flannels that are as old as some of my freshmen. Yeah, I have, uh, at the high school where I work. Yeah, this is my oldest one. I think I got this when I was working in wilderness therapy, which would have been 2015. So, like, yeah, nine years, like eight and a half years now. I think this flannel. So, yeah, I, you said something that I want to just quickly touch on before we get to our big finale. Um, because you said something about like you were you were afraid to embrace your love for fashion because it might come off come off as too gay, and that's something that I'm only just setting in, settling into myself over the last I don't know three four five years something like that of just like being way more intentional because I was very safe for the most part growing up like feeling like I just need to get I wore a lot of gray I wore a lot of just basic cut pants basic t-shirts like nothing out of the ordinary I don't want to stand out too much. Um, it's been really fun to just dabble with, yeah, different cuts of, of pants and shorts. Yeah, getting those those short shorts and um, and just dabbling in different colors and styles. Like um, I used, I got to a point where I eliminated all gray because I just it like reminded me too much of my old self of like being too scared and too safe with my wardrobe. And now I've now since brought in. I'm actually wearing a gray T-shirt underneath um, my flannel, so I brought back some gray just as a little bit of a nice neutral contrast to whatever I might wear elsewhere beyond that but um but i feel you on that i'm sure a lot of our listeners do too about like um that's that fear of like caring too much about what you look like and, and that, that can apply not just to clothes but to like your hair or your skincare regimen we had someone ask you about your skincare regimen and what that looks like do you do you have any thoughts on your skin skincare regimen <laughs> yeah i'm to the age now where the the hair grows the hair has stopped growing in, in some parts of my head and it, mm. it grows out of my ears and my nose longer. And I'm not, I'm not trying to be funny. I mean, it really does. The older you get, it just starts, it becomes uh, just a constant battle to pluck the hair, just to pluck the hairs that are growing in places that they- A lot of plucking. Yeah. Do you have hair that grows like off the tip of your nose? I have that. <laughs> wow. No, I'm not, yeah. I'm not there yet. It's like, what is going on? But like also like on my earlobes or yeah, it's just like yep. random, yeah, random little hairs that come out of nowhere. Yeah. And you have to pay attention because if you don't pay close attention, then one day you'll, you'll catch a little, uh, you'll catch a little glimpse of something and you won't have realized that there's a, a, a half inch hair growing out of the side of your ear or like in the middle of your face right. and you didn't even see it. And how many other people saw it? And how long know? has it been there? Days, weeks? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if you're, and if you're in, in Enneagram three, then you feel like you haven't earned love. You're not worthy of love. You know, if you've let that <laughs> this hair grow. Took, this took a hard turn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm not, I, what, what, what good am I to the world if I can't, but, but, yeah. but no, yeah, you gotta, it's the, and I, I can think of yobbers right now. If they're, if they're listening to this, I know of guys who probably not, if they listen to me talk, they will be rolling their eyes out of their heads right now because they think it's so, the stuff that I do is so ridiculous. The, the, the lotions, the, the eye, the eye cream, the plucking, the, all that. I can think of them right now. They are rolling their eyes. Um, some of those guys who it's like, and I tell them, I'm like, listen, the only thing about you that's gay is your attractions. You know, I just don't even know how this happened. Like you just got the attraction part. You are straight 
in every other way except for that one thing. Yeah. And and so it takes all we have all kinds in our uh community, but I happen to be yet yeah, one of those who I really do uh try. I'm trying my my best. Um you can edit this out if you want, but I've reached a point where I'm a little like a I'm basically like a at the age where I'm like a day shift stripper. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I look good from a distance. Okay, I, I was know. trying to figure out what you what you meant by that. No, I'll leave that in. You get closer, and it's like, oh, well, maybe not. <laughs> no, Matt, I, your skin is immaculate. You're doing great. Keep it up. You're you're an inspiration to many. So that's that's the conclusion of our respect your elders segment. So we we can return to that and ask you more questions next time. <laughs> if these questions don't scare you, uh, there's more. They left. They left more, but we don't have time. We don't have time to to get to the other ones. Um, I wanted to close the conversation, Matt, because I know this is a couple months late, and I didn't even think about it actually. But um, you know, we had our fifth retreat a few months ago, and shout out to all the yabbers. I forget if I gave them podcast love or not, because we had like I think twelve, ten or ten to twelve people wrote about their retreat experience, which is the most retreat blogs we've ever had in all the five retreats we've done. Usually we get like three or four, maybe five or six. Um, I put it out there to a bunch of people and so many of them said, yes, I'll do that. I, I would love to. And I I was so touched and honored because there was such a diverse cross-section of people who had been there several times. And then a lot of first-timers wrote their experience too, which I thought was really cool um, to get that first-timer experience. And so um, so I invite anyone, uh, I'll put a link to the, to the retreat blogs in this episode in the show notes. So you can, if anyone missed any of the blogs, you can click on the link and it'll show you all the, all the retreat blogs that were written. And it was such a great assortment of stories from our, from our other brothers in this community. Um, but I realized up until recently that we never really did a podcast recap. And there's lots of reasons for that. Cause the, the Yabcast is on a break right now. And then it just depended on who I had on the Convocast that week who may or may not have been at the retreat. So, so Matt, you were there and, um, and you got to share one night, you got to have like 20, 20 or 30 minutes to just kind of share whatever was on your heart with everybody. And, um, and so I thought I would just like give it to you for a little bit and just share for those that weren't blessed to have been there and listen to you speak your elderly wisdom to all of us. Um, or anything else for that matter, anything that jumps out to you from that weekend, I would love to just hear, um, yeah, hear a little snippet of, of your, of your retreat experience since we have all these blogs to, to go with it. So this will be like the final, the final pin in the, the retreat recap of 2023. Yeah, I love the retreat. I think this is my third in-person one and my, I don't know how many, uh, virtual events, the day events that we've had, but I love gathering together with these guys. They're like a family. and. I think I heard so many guys say that during this retreat that it felt they felt like a family reunion. We had um do you know do you remember the percentages what percentage of returnees we had it was a, the majority we had new people first timers but the majority were people Yeah, I want to say it was like 60 five, like something like 2 to 1 like mostly returning but then like maybe a third of uh new new people coming. Yeah. I love seeing them every year and watching everybody just greet one another and and hug and catch up and encourage one another and spend the time. So I really it's one of my favorite weekends of the the whole year. And I can't wait to to start planning the the next one. So this one was really great in a in a beautiful setting. It's been my favorite setting yeah. that we've had. Uh, 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 our gathering space was so great. And 
I did get to well, one of my favorite things every time is the is the free time. I do, I love the free time because we get you know because we get to hang out and do whatever. And then the rest of the time, the structured events are so awesome uh, too. But my favorite is the free time. And every year that I've been, we've had some way to play volleyball. And this year we had uh, some really a- uh, great athletes. And we know one guy tall, me, like so many giants. Yes, I was going to say like six. Four, we had a bunch six, of Scandinavian. Five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but a huge. Uh, we had to spread them out, and they were amazing. But you know, it, one of those guys, I think. He, he said later, he you know, he said, you know, I don't play volleyball a lot. And I was really intimidated, but I felt like trying with you guys. And I had a really great time. So I, I, I was really glad. I thought, wow, I don't know why you don't play. Who hasn't told you to play volleyball or something? You are a huge, uh, you have this height privilege that yeah. you need to be taking advantage of. Absolutely. But it was really fun. Uh, we, we took on uh, another group that was at the camp and we tried to be gracious about it, but we basically destroyed them. <laughs> They didn't have a chance. And so that was that was fun. A bunch uh, of yeah, a bunch of 20, 30, 40 somethings against like this group of how old were they? Like 15, 16, maybe? They were I wasn't gonna bring that up. I was just gonna let whoever heard just assume that it was like a, an Olympic team. No, no. It was, like, it was like a team that had no shot against you guys, but you destroyed them, rightly so. Way to be men and yeah. destroy them. Yeah. Yeah. We felt so good about ourselves. Yeah. Right? Cause like, that's true. Like how many times have you guys been on winning teams? Like this is an opportunity to take advantage of for you to win a sporting event like that. That was, that was, this was therapy. We have, yeah. we have people who come. Yeah. We have people who come who has have such, when somebody mentions PE class, then they have, you know, PTSD. Right. right. Or we've, we've threatened to have dodgeball one year just for exposure therapy to help people yes. get over their, the, the trauma from the past. Uh, shirts shirts versus skins, by... volleyball, or uh, dodgeball. Yep. That's, <laughs> already, do that's already on the calendar for next year. 24. But this was a chance for us to win and actually feel good about ourselves for once. Mm. So, so it was fun. And these guys are so great. I love play. I could have played for uh, hours with them. But then all the while, guys are up playing video games. There were some guys taking hikes, some guys down at the waterfall, some guys taking naps and just hanging out and catching up with one another. And yeah, I love it. I had the opportunity to, to I was so honored to get to, to talk. And it was the, the idea what to share is the idea is about like, you know, I'm at this milestone in my life. I'm 40 and we have some guys in their seventies, sixties, some guys yeah. in their twenties. You know, so it's quite the age diversity and being kind of right in the middle. I just wanted to share. Here's some things um, that God has taught me. And it was. uh, I guess how to sum it up is just basically the the work that God is doing in our lives. I don't know. To the place where I don't really wonder what he's doing anymore because I know that he uses I mean, I get frustrated and confused we all do at times um when you get sick and when when you get sick and you don't understand why it won't go away you can't it won't go away when you continue to have financial struggles and you just can't seem to beat them we have some guys in our community who who go from job to job and just can't quite seem to settle down or when you think that you've conquered your feelings of loneliness and disconnection relational disconnection and they keep come creeping back and so I know that room represents a lot of different type. That room represents a lot of different types of pain, a lot of different types of ongoing struggles. 
And I just wanted to provide some hope that uh, that God uses everything. One of the beautiful things I think about side B is that we are not um, we are not trying to change our sexuality. We are not gathering together to try to repress our sexuality. We're trying to get together to 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 pray and encourage one another in that God wants to use us uniquely in our sexuality to glorify him and to minister to other people. And so, so I look around and I just wanted to say, hey, I, I really think that every every part of your life that may confuse you, every part of your life that may stump you up at times, God is using to teach you humility and gratitude and compassion for others. And sometimes he doesn't want to, doesn't change our circumstances because he's changing us in the process. And that's not, I'm not saying it's easy, but I'm saying it's, mm-hmm. it's beautiful. His, his love and his patience. And, and so I'm just trying to encourage everybody in, in that way. And these guys and all, I, I, these guys and all the different stories and all the different lives and, and all of what I know, and there's so much more than I, that I don't know are just such a beautiful example of how God can 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 use us in our in our unique walk. Yeah, very well put. You put it so succinctly. And I think something I remember you saying to you that night was that God just loves to work so not just slow, but like so slow. Oh yeah, something of that nature that yeah. resonated with so many people in the room, like laughter, but then also like winces of like, yes, that's very deeply true. That God God is working. Like I think there's this collective acknowledgement that He's working, but then there's that the tension of frustration of like, yeah, but could he work like maybe a little faster? Could he like maybe uh, pick up the pace a little bit on this friendship or on this relationship with a relative or with this yes. shame struggle or, you know, whatever the struggle is. So, um, so those are great opportunities to just like groan to get to laugh, laugh, hyphen groan together and be like, yes, God, God is working. God is working slowly, but God is working. And just to like be there to reaffirm one another in this, this journey that we're on. And, I just loved hearing from you. We want to see, we want to see what God is doing through the the windshield, the front windshield, right? But I think what I want to emphasize is that I think I've lived just long enough now, not that long, but just a few decades, just enough decades where I can see that it takes looking through the the, um, rearview mirror to really get it and to be like, oh, okay, God was working all the time. And I really do. I really do love that cheesy footprints poem. I really love it. Footprints it in the takes sand. You get in. Yes. You get down the beach. He was there all along. You get down he the beach you. and you look back and you see the one set of footprints, right? And you're just so frustrated and you don't you know realize next time I that he was carrying you all along. Next time I visit you, Matt, I hope to like go to the bath, use your bathroom and like look up when I'm urinating yeah. and see a little picture of the footprints in the sand poem that with calligraphy. Frequents, yeah, that frequents many middle-aged white women's bathrooms. Yes. <laughs> Across the <laughs> I love that. And the little seashells that I've seashells that I've picked up at dirty myrtle and glued onto the uh, picture there you go it'll be there there you go decor that's a house decor that's another that's another convo cast at some point we talked about fashion today um we're out of time matt but like i love that retreat because that retreat location i'm glad you mentioned the location because it was it was my favorite location we've done too of all the how many locations have we been to now four four locations that was my favorite i think um 
And it's just really funny and special because we almost didn't go there. Like you and I went on a little scouting trip the year prior to visit like five or six camps or three or four camps, something like that. And this camp was closed when we showed up because all of the staff was at a conference that day, I guess. And so we had to make the call. Do we just turn around and go home or do we just like make ourselves at home and just, just, you know, have a look, have a look, see around. Like we're not going to break in. We're just going to walk around and just like observe. And um, we opted for that. And um, thankfully, thankfully for anyone listening, worrying that we broke the law, we did like encounter a, a, a maintenance worker yeah. um, who, who said it was fine. Like, oh yeah, walk around. And, you know, and so we felt a little more uh, at ease, I guess, after that interaction. But, but it was so funny to me because yeah, you and I, we had already visited all the camps we were going to visit. And I think we felt good about one of them previously, but, but then this one definitely took it to another level with just the, the amenities, the Creek running through, there was this awesome stone chapel that I fell in love with where we had early morning prayer times and, um, yeah, there was just the great meeting space. We had an awesome meeting space this year. So it was, uh, it was great. We did a great job. You did a great job. Like, uh, I think you're the one that like found that camp or, or negotiated or talked to a lot of the, the people before we got there. And so it was cool to, to come full circle all those months later and be there with, uh, 48 of our, I think it's 48 of our other brothers. So yeah, what a great time. What a great time it was. That was so cool. Um, and I hope, you know, my hope is I mean, anytime we have a retreat blog or we, we talk about the retreat on a podcast, I hope it like elicits some kind of a, uh, a trembling twinkle in someone's eyes and ears and hearts and souls listening and there, and you're, and you're listening to it and you're like, wow, that's, that sounds kind of cool. It sounds very terrifying. Um, uh, don't know if I'm ready for that. Um, and I, that's, that's my hope is that it just like plants, you know, what we're doing here is we're planting seeds, right? We're, we're good christians planting seeds and we're just gonna see what happens we'll see what gets harvested six months from now eight months from now <laughs> it'll be fun to see i look forward to seeing what happens mm-hmm. you know so thanks for sharing i can think of a lot of guys yeah in our community who've joined just even since the last retreat mm. who i hope could show up and feel the belonging and love and just the just the kind of hope I think we had somebody send an email recently and he's like, you know, I don't know. I may be saying this too quickly, but I feel like I found like God has led me to something that I've been looking for for so long. Mm-hmm. And I, and my heart just melted. I was like, oh gosh, I hope he, I hope he joins us and I hope we see him and, and that it's a place for him to belong. I hope he joins us virtually and I hope he, yeah, I hope he comes uh, physically to our camp retreat. That'd be so fun. So the, the invitations out there, listeners out there and yobbers who are already with us. Um, if you have anything to say about, I mean, this is, there's is so much that anyone listening now could comment on. If you have thoughts on Gen Z, if you are Gen Z, I want to hear from you. So that's the first call to action. Um, Cause I don't want to just, I don't want to hate on Gen Z. Like I don't want to see the comment yeah. section turn into a, a hate session on Gen Z fashion, but I just would love to explore more what that fashion looks like. Tell us about your fashion choices. If you're not Gen Z and how you, how you relate to this conversation, how, how you fit into this conversation as how does fashion intersect your sexuality if it does? And then, um, and yeah, if you went to the retreat, if you have some retreat stories to tell, we got space for that as well. So many things that you could comment on. What should Matt's thigh tattoo be? You could maybe share some thoughts on oh. that. <laughs> <laughs> so many things, so many things. I'm so embarrassed. What about like a nice sparrow? What about a nice sparrow, Matt? You know? A massive. Every bird's a sparrow. A massive sparrow with established 2015 yes. right under <laughs> Right on my yes, exactly. 
Uh, we have got some time to brainstorm Matt's thigh tattoo, so everyone out there listen. Hey everyone, I hope you had a happy new year. I'm excited for 2024, all the things that are in store, so stay tuned. I'm really yeah, excited for the year ahead. Matthew, I hope you'll be back again soon. It was good to have you back with us. Thanks so much. Happy new year. Happy new year, y'all. Until we cast our next combo. See you soon. Bye, friends. I, we're not, we're not going yet, right? We are recording, we are? but I mean, I know we haven't recording. started now. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Yeah.